0: BHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey.
1: Hi, folks, and welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a cullabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's calibaloo, you ask? Magic from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been with my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people who
2: are a product of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events, locales, or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental.
1: Thank you, Kate. That, folks, obviously, is my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Kate Murray, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, Bill Murray, and me. Your host, Bree Harvey.
3: Welcome to our town. Welcome to Parlor City. Where our friends come, come out to play. When neighbors don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our time to KB Cabaret.
0: This week on KB Cabaret, we feature music from our producer Bree Harvey and a Thanksgiving themed episode for the holiday.
3: Welcome to our time to KB Cabaret.
1: Mornings are a special time for me. My rituals are simple. A good cup of coffee, soft classical music, and a little daily feature in our local newspaper called Advice with Granny Ada.
2: As a widow of two years, I have a hard time adjusting to being single. My husband of 60 years was the world to me. He loved me and gave me a good life. In return, I gave him a good home and a daughter. Now my daughter is my life. She gave me a beautiful grandson and has a nice husband. All I want to do is be around them and be loved. But Granny Ada, they don't appreciate me. In fact, sometimes I feel they don't love me at all. I'm invited to their house most evenings for dinner and a movie. (sighs) Although I usually hate what they watch on TV. During the day, my daughter has hired a caregiver. This woman does light housekeeping, cooks, and takes me out on errands or to coffee. Once in a while, my daughter joins me for lunch, usually just a couple of times a week. Granny Anna, I just want to be with my daughter, not the caregiver. I raised her after all, and she owes this to me. She works from home, so I could just sit in her living room and take up a little bit of space. I would be as quiet as a mouse, and I could watch her work. That would bring such joy to me. Now I I only get to see them, my daughter and her husband, for three or four hours a day. I'm miserable and unloved. I know they can't wait to get rid of me. What can I do? I'm so sad and so hurt. Signed, Neglected Mama.
4: Dear Neglected, how delightful. Feeling you are not loved enough and are being neglected. Your daughter has you over most nights for dinner and a movie, takes you out to lunch a few times a week, and has hired a caretaker to take care of you for the rest of the day. Frankly, dear, I don't think you're neglected or unloved at all. I think you need to live a little more independently. You seem to imply that your daughter owes you for bringing her into this world. Well, that is just plain selfish. My suggestion is to join some clubs, volunteer, make some friends. You need to understand that love is not suffocation. It should be freely given and not demanded. Appreciate how lucky you are that she lives in the same town as you. Not all parents have that luxury. You can't do things over again, but you can learn to start living as an adult. Thank you for writing, honey, and have a nice day. Granny Ada.
1: and gentlemen, parlor city chef extraordinaire, Beulah Deschamps, calling from...
4: Nantes, France.
1: Wait, weren't you just telling me last week you were taking photo singing lessons? That's right, I was. And you wanted to pursue a musical career.
4: Well, yes, that's right, I was. Uh,
1: So what happened between now and last week?
4: (laughs) A lot has happened in just a few short days. A lot.
1: Oh, I can't wait to hear this story.
4: Well, Bree. Since I decided to reinvent myself in Europe and let fate take me where it may, I have gone through many transformations.
1: (laughs) Country hopping.
4: (laughs) Yes, country hopping, but along the way, I have discovered parts of myself that I I didn't even know existed, or at least were dormant.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
4: Now, Francisca, my friend, has helped me so much. She's opened a whole new outlook, opening a whole new window of opportunities and challenges. I see. Well, Francisca has a new job as a choreographer for a popular touring pop-jazz singer, causing me to sing Fado very passionately in Francisca's living room because I was sad we were parting ways. 3 we've been nearly inseparable for almost a month now.
1: Yeah, I know.
4: Well, anyway, although a wonderful opportunity for her, we both were depressed about the situation.
1: Oh, I'm sorry.
4: So the other morning, Francesca was making espresso and, and bought fresh-baked croissants and different types of wonderful rolls for breakfast. She seemed ready to burst with some news. She said to me, Beulah, how would you like to come with me to Nantes? I was almost ready to say, what took you so long to ask? And then she added, well, there's a catch.
3: Yes, go on.
4: Well, I have to tell you, I was more nervous than a prize turkey in November. <laughs> Oh, and? And, well, it seems the singer and her entourage need a chef to come along and prepare food for rehearsals, snacks, recordings, etc. No.
2: Yes.
1: No, you're going on tour with a pop
4: jazz singer? Yes, ma'am.
1: What's her name?
4: Well, I can't disclose the group name for confidentiality, but her first name is Isabella, and she's a soul singer and songwriter. Luckily, I was foresightful to apply for a blanket working visa in Europe just in case I wanted to find a job here.
1: You think of everything. You
4: bet I do. So, here I am in Nantes, France. And Brie, this place is beautiful. Nantes is the capital city of the Pays de la Roire region and the loire atlantique department. And it is the largest city in traditional Brittany and in the whole Grand West, northwestern France. Together with Vannes, Rennes, and Carhaix, it is one of the major cities of the historic 15th century province of Brittany and the ancient Duchy of Brittany. Nantes is still widely regarded as its capital city. It's long rated to be one of France's best places to live. The capital of western Loire has changed from provincial town to buzzing city. Much of that is due to the redevelopment of the island, and there's so much to see here. Some buildings are new, such as the dramatic Palais des Justice. Many are historic, including warehouses converted into cafes and artist studios. There are parks, gardens, and some of the quirkiest art installations I have ever seen. Danielle Berenza, 18 Silver Rings, for example march for half a mile along the riverbank like giant magnifying glasses. Nantes is also known for its Art de Vivre and is home to one of France's top symphony orchestras and a fine opera company that performs at the Théâtre Graslin.
1: Sounds amazing. Oh, it
4: is. Do you know what the number one attraction here is? No idea. (laughs) An elephant. Or (laughs) not just any old jumbo, mind you you can ride a 40-foot-tall mechanical mammoth with sweeping views across the city, propelled by a recycled combine harvester engine. Our nelly numbers along about 45 feet a minute, trumpeting loudly and spraying water at the delighted children jogging alongside. The machine is a cousin of the giant elephant and spider that trundled through London and Liverpool a few years ago. All came from the same workshop on the Ile de Nantes, the three-mile long island in the Loire, whose transformation from docklands to urban playground is part of the Nantes Renaissance. Huh. Wow! And Jules Verne was born in Nantes, and he based many of his adventure stories by the sailors' tales he heard on the docks. Amazing! So now I have to run soon and prepare the list of ingredients for Isabella's food for tomorrow. She follows a strict Ital-Vegan diet.
1: Ital-Vegan
4: diet? There are Jamaican dishes developed by Rastafarians. It's a natural way of cooking that tries to avoid processed food, additives, oil, salt, and sugar. Huh, I see. So here are a few recipes I shall share with you. Sprouted quinoa, papaya, and lentil salad with watermelon and coconut dressing. Bulgur wheat salad and cinnamon banana bread.
1: Wow, I'm not a vegan, but, man, they sound delicious.
4: Let me tell you, Bree, I love the challenge. I've become very creative when put to the test. You know freshness and quality count in any style of food you make. I place high pride when creating culinary goodness.
1: Well put.
4: Besides, one does not have to be a vegan to enjoy the fresh taste of each and every recipe. I've downloaded them to your computer. Did you get them?
1: Let's see. I'll just open up my inbox. Uh, Yes, yes, all three of them came through.
4: Thanks, Beulah. Good. Well, dear, I have to go now. There is so much to do. (laughs) Have fun. (laughs) Thanks, dear. Talk to you next week. How about that? A
1: culinary roadie.
4: Well, folks, once again,
1: Beulah has left us on a high note. I will post the sprouted quinoa papaya and lentil salad with watermelon and coconut dressing, the bulgur wheat salad, and the cinnamon banana bread vegan recipes on Beulah's recipe bar. You can get these and all of her other amazing recipes exclusively on KB Cabaret's app. Just go to kbcabaret.com and download yours today. Is this on? Oh, okay. Hi, this is Midge the Poodle, and this is my segment called The World As I See It. Today I would like to welcome a special guest on my show. He's a friend of my neighbor, Larry Who's a real nice Labrador mix? He's not completely sure what mix he is, but, you know, instinct. Anyway, please give a round of applause for Tom the turkey. What? We don't have an applause sound effect? Okay. <clears throat> um, welcome, Tom. Welcome to my show called The World As I See It. Hey. Thank you, Mitch, for having me on your show. Sure. Fluffy canceled anyway. He had a bad banana tummy ache. What? Never mind. Um, I understand you have an important issue you wish to discuss with us. Yeah, that's right. As you know, Thanksgiving is only a few
5: days away. We in the turkey community are bumping heads and have worked ourselves up in a tizzy. You see, we would like you to understand that eating turkey is very, very unhealthy. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. That's right. You should reconsider eating us because, well, frankly, we eat a lot of gross stuff, which we get transferred on to you.
1: Like what kind of gross stuff?
5: Well, we eat slimy, hairy slugs and gross things like wiggly wet worms. You don't know where those things came from.
1: That isn't so gross. I mean, I have seen dogs eat their own... No, po- don't say it. That's really gross. Well, okay, I'm sorry. Just so you know, I don't do that. Oh, good. I just want to get that straight. So,
5: yeah, turkey meat's bad. Really bad for you because you can end up in the hospital with worm poisoning and slugular skin malady. I never heard of those. Yeah? Yeah? Well, they do exist, okay? Really? You'll be sick. Sick! Really sick! <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I get it. Besides, we got family. Take me, for instance. I got many eggs on the way. Many ladies in my group, you know?
1: Oh, you aren't married?
5: Nah, we don't believe in marriage.
1: Really? I'm much more conservative.
5: Yeah. You got a guy? No. You
1: want a guy? Well, I guess one day I may want one. Well, baby, I got the time. No, wait. Wait, no, no. You You misunderstand. Okay. Let me know when you're ready, huh? Um, I'm ready for you to say goodbye. Okay, but first, I want to say... Mitch!
5: You gotta hide me, please! Please hide me! There's people out there this week who want to kill me! Please, I'm
1: begging you, hide me, hide me! No oh dear. Oh, help! The spirit is giving me the creeps! We'll help you. Just get off of me. Jeez! No! Not the kitchen! Not the kitchen! Well, we want to thank our flavorful, I mean, Tom the Turkey for being on our show. Is this thing off? Mom, save me a leg.
3: My world was yours. Your world, not mine. You had a dream
1: for me. Nothing that I could see. You dreamed for me. Hello, folks. Since I am my own musical guest this week, I'm going to take this opportunity to tell you the basic foundation of my first song, You Dreamed For Me, and the whole reason for creating KB Cabaret. No one, no one should dream your dreams and tell you who you should be. Unfortunately, there are too many people out there who have expectations for you on your behalf. It took me many years to realize I am my own person. I may not suit what other people want me to be. But you know what? So what? I am a strong woman, mother, wife, mentor, writer. I am still amazing in my own way. So, listen to my song, You Dreamed for Me.
3: My world was yours, your world, not mine. You had a dream for me, nothing that I could see.
1: You dreamed for me,
3: what I should be. I couldn't be the one our lives Just live to be Listen and hear Our voice is clear Your dreams are yours
6: Good morning, Nurse Ratchet. How's it been going in the ER today?
4: The same, Nurse Brown. It's been like that since the election.
6: What a shame. I hope this ends soon. I'm really getting tired of these people who can't get over the election.
4: Welcome to the emergency room, ma'am. How can we help you today?
1: It's my husband! He's been totally dysfunctional since the election! Uh, Oh! I can't believe it!
7: Tell me it's not true!
6: Don't worry, ma'am. We've been seeing this all week. Your husband is a bad case of the post-election sore loser blues. Just go through the door on the left and we'll take care of him.
1: Oh, thank you so much.
4: Oh, it's been a terrible week. Oh, I can't believe it. Here comes another one. Welcome to the emergency room, ma'am. How can we help you today?
2: (laughs) Ha! I told them so. Nobody believed me, but I was right. What a bunch of losers. Ha!
6: <laughs> yes, ma'am. You have a bad case of the post-election sore winner blues. Just go through the door on the right, and you'll have plenty of company.
2: Ha! <laughs> losers! They're all a bunch of losers. I can't wait to get my revenge on all of them losers.
4: Can you believe this? I think we need to do something to end this post-election epidemic.
6: Hmm, what do you have in mind, Nurse Ratchet?
4: Well, let's have some fun. Let's remove the barrier between the room on the left and the room on the right and let them fight it out.
6: Oh, Nurse <laughs> Ratchet, you are so evil. That's why I like you.
4: Well, don't get too excited, Nurse Brown. I need you to remain calm so you can handle the brouhaha we're about to create.
6: Brouhaha? <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, Nurse Brown, slide that curtain over and let's see what happens.
6: Hey, you post election patients, we have a surprise for you. This is called real life immersion therapy. Have at it.
7: Ah, ah, I can't believe it. Tell me it's not true. Ah.
2: <laughs> it's true, all right. All your hopes and dreams are being flushed down the toilet, and you deserve it. <laughs>
7: No, it can't be. I'm going to wake up from this horrible nightmare and the sun will be shining again.
2: Ah, No, it won't. No more sun for you. Ever. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> ha
1: Loser, <laughs> loser! <laughs> nurse, nurse, how can you do this? These two have to be separated immediately.
4: They're going to kill each other. Yes, wouldn't that be nice? That would solve both our problems and then we can all go home.
6: Wow, Nurse Ratchet. I can't remember the last time I had so much fun at work.
4: Yeah, maybe I'll get the Nobel Prize in medicine for this idea.
6: I'll give you the Nobel Prize in hotness.
4: Calm down, Nurse Brown. You don't want to miss one minute of all this entertainment.
2: Ah! hurts! I can't breathe! Loser! I told you what was going to happen, but you laughed at me! What do you have to say for yourself now? (laughs) Nurse! Nurse, help! That woman is standing on my husband's neck! Do something!
6: Now, ma'am, these patients have to learn to help themselves. They won't always have loving medical professionals like us around to bail them out.
4: Well, Nurse Brown, you're learning fast. You and I may have a future after all.
6: Ooh, baby, our work here is done. Hey, let's go out for a drink.
4: We still have two hours left on our shift. But they're going to be a great two hours. Go get some popcorn. This nightmare is only getting worse. This can't be
2: happening in my America. When will it end? (laughs) Ha ha, loser. It's never going to end for you. I'll be here to make the rest of your life a living hell. Loser! Will somebody please do something?
6: Ah, life is good. Hey, pass me another Mountain Dew, Nurse Ratchet.
4: Here you go, honey. Is this a great country or what?
8: Welcome to the game show, He Said, She Said, role-playing to save your relationship with your host, Lit-Gation. Gather round, kids. I'm your host, Lit-Gation,
0: and we're going to do some role-playing. You know the rules. I call the name, and you play your role. The panel members will have the chance to earn points with the
8: right answer. What will the winners get this week, Johnny? A week at Millie's Mindful Meditation in Missouri, and a year's supply of Waxy's Furniture Polish. This week's guests, Sally Yellman, Cassie Fields, Sarah Duguid, Andy Bowles, Alex Way, and Fred Lohr. Okay, we'll
0: form two groups. Females on one side, males on the other. What if I feel like a woman and was born in a man's body? I said, FEMALES on one side, (laughs) didn't I? Move to the side you FEEL you are. Now, meals are vital to the survival of a relationship, so this week's topic is MEALTIME! The scenario is titled, How to Survive Relationships During Mealtimes.
8: Tell the audience the setting, Johnny! Husband comes home early for dinner. Everything is ready, the table's made up, and food is freshly prepared. On the menu is the following. Mushroom soup, chicken with lemon sauce, rice pilaf, and freshly baked banana bread. Okay, Sally, serve the dinner. And Andy, eat.
0: What do you think, Sally? Does he like the soup? I think so.
1: He hasn't come up for air yet. That's one
0: point for the women. So what's on the second course, Johnny?
8: Well, we have the chicken with the delicately piquant lemon sauce on a bed of rice pilaf, garnished with a fresh parsley sprig on a hot plate, and freshly baked buns out of the oven. Go, Andy. What do you say? You said we were going to have pot roast.
1: No. Oh, that was yesterday, remember? I didn't want to make the same thing again. Besides, this is my mother's secret recipe.
8: I don't
7: like rice pilaf.
1: But mother always served chicken with lemon sauce on a bed of rice pilaf. The rice complements the sauce's delicate flavor. Pretend you're Asian. They have rice at every meal.
5: Well, I got news for you. I'm not Asian.
0: Well, obviously that response did not go over well with Sally. Contestants, what should Andy's response be to the chicken with lemon sauce? Uh... Bring on the pot roast, bit? Uh, no. Ooh, ooh, I know, I know. Yes, Alex? Shut up and give me a beer. No, okay, one more chance. Cassie?
4: Best meal I ever had, darling.
0: Yes, good job, another point for the ladies. Okay, Cassie, take Sally's place and Alex, switch with Andy. Now continue. Johnny, what is Cassie bringing
8: to the table next? A freshly baked loaf of banana bread intricately donned with sliced bananas and topped off with whipped cream. Okay, Cassie, go! Voila!
0: (sighs) We had this yesterday.
8: No!
4: This is the cake I baked yesterday, a raisin cake. How can you possibly mix banana bread up with raisin cake? They're not even the same shape.
0: I hate banana bread.
4: But you loved it when my Aunt Julia's made it.
0: Yeah, well, I only pretended to like it.
4: You son of a bitch! Uh, No, don't throw it!
0: Contestants, what should Alex have said when Cassie brought out the banana bread? Ooh, I know, I know. Yes, Alex? Shut up and give me a beer. Wrong the second time, Alex. Take the banana bread and shove it up your ass. Wrong again. One more. Sarah?
2: Best dessert I ever had, darling.
0: Yes, one more point for the women. Good job, Sarah. Now, Sarah, we have time for the bonus point round.
8: Johnny? Sarah, after dinner, your partner asks where you put the original tax return papers that needs to be paid by the end of the month. You look all over the place, in all eight of your purses, the dresser drawers, in between the armrests of the car, the glove compartment, the trunk, and under the seats. But after an hour of frantic searching, your partner yells out, Never mind! It's been right here on the table all along! Sarah, what do you do?
2: Tell him he can shove the papers up his fat... Uh. along with the lemon chicken and the banana bread.
0: Yes, Sarah, good job. That's exactly what you should tell him. Okay, looks like the ladies win this time. I'm Lit Gation. We'll see you next week on He Said, She Said when we discuss how couples should behave around the airport security checkout areas.
8: Brought to you by the makers of Randy's Rice Peel-Off where they peel off each grain of rice for your pleasure and... Waxy's Furniture Polish, the multi-purpose polish you can use for tub and window caulking.
1: Passing of our fears, is a song I wrote about lovers afraid to break up, but then eventually have to. This may resonate with some of you. We start out as lovers, without foundation. Knowing the relationship won't last, but we try. By the end, the friendship may be there, but the amorous passion is gone. This is that song, entitled Passing of Our Fears.
3: There are many types of yesterday Whether old or whether young We go through our pains in our own ways And we come out stronger when we know we're done You and I, we hoped for better days Where we hold our heads up high Behind our hearts, we knew we'd be going separate ways. Since all the
1: what
2: happens to
6: turkeys who don't get eaten on Thanksgiving? Hey, Tom. I knew I'd find you here drinking.
7: Tom, have a seat. Nothing else for birds like us to do on Thanksgiving. Can I buy you one? Yeah,
6: thanks. All of the
7: usual. I'll get the bartender to pour you one. Hey, Tom. Yeah, what you need? Another wild turkey. Coming right up. And hey, where's your brother Tom? Uh he got stuffed this year. There's a lot of that going around. My cousin Tom got stuffed, too. So did my Uncle Tom, but nobody liked him. So why didn't they stuff you? Same old story. I'm too old. Yeah, I know what it's like. I'm too skinny. What a couple of turkeys we are.
6: Hey, Tom, look what just came in.
7: Hens! Wow, look at those tail feathers.
6: Hey, you hens. (laughs) Have a seat. Uh, I'm Tom. And I'm Tom.
2: Hello, my name's Jenny. And I'm Jenny.
6: Uh, what are you birds drinking
7: tonight?
2: Wild turkey for me. (laughs) I'd love some wild turkey, too.
7: (laughs) Two wild turkeys coming up. So, Jenny, uh, where are you from?
2: Turkey, of course. Oh, (laughs) I'm sorry. I forgot your name. Tom. Tom, that's right. I'm really bad with names.
7: Well, Jenny, how about we get out of here and do a little hunting and pecking?
1: No, thanks. I think you're a little too old for me. I bet that's why you don't get stuffed, isn't it? Yeah,
2: and you're too skinny, aren't you, Tom? We came out looking for a couple of real gobblers, not you two turkeys. Come on, Jenny. Let's go over to the turkey trough, where the Toms are young and fat. So long, turkeys. You not hold your gullets waiting to get stuffed.
6: <laughs> well, we sure laid an egg.
7: Yeah, no tomfoolery for us tonight.
6: Well, those hens will be getting stuffed next Thanksgiving, but we'll still be here at the turkey bar.
7: Yeah, birds of a feather. Right, Tom? Bartender, another
6: round of wild turkeys
2: holidays are trying times for many families but it seems a little more trying for my husband dave and i our families are strong-willed and impossible to get along with this is the story of dave insisting we go to his parents place in new jersey for thanksgiving dinner during the first year of marriage i'm surprised it's been ten years into our marriage and i haven't killed someone yet I hate going to your parents for the holidays, Dave.
6: Well, Mary, we're going.
2: They're always on each other's back.
6: I know, but they're my family.
2: I know, but you don't see us going to my family.
6: That's because you don't like your
2: family. Exactly.
6: Well, then maybe you're the problem.
2: Don't throw this on me.
6: Are you sure the turkey is wrapped well?
2: Yes. I wrapped it in the roasting bag in aluminum foil. It should be fine. Were they happy at least? We were bringing the turkey?
6: Well, as happy as they get with anything. Well, are they coming?
2: I don't know, but the
1: toilet's broke. Again? Yes, I don't know what you did.
7: What I did? You were the one who used it last.
1: Ah, it was broken before I got there. Well,
7: I'm not getting a new toilet. Not before the holidays.
1: Well, what are we going to do?
7: I don't care. I'm not spending money on a new toilet. Ah, here they are.
1: Maybe Dave can fix it.
7: Finally. What took you so long? Well, it does take five hours to get from our house to here. You said you'd get here at one, and now it's 2.30. I'm sorry. We must have started out later than I thought. Why is this a problem? The toilet is not working. Your mother broke
1: it. I did not.
7: I'm not getting a new toilet during the holiday.
1: Well, where are we going to, you know, go?
7: You can go across the street to the 24-hour gas station. Let me look at it, Dad. I doubt you have to get a new toilet. Your mother's impossible.
2: I am not your impossible. Well, this is nice, Mother Roper. We brought the turkey for Thanksgiving tomorrow. Do you want me to put it in the kitchen? Sure, put it in the kitchen is it baked no i brought the pan the baking bag and the vegetables for the turkey's cavity this way i'll prepare it in the morning and place it in the oven to roast well that's fine what about the rest of the dinner the rest of the dinner yes that's what i asked i thought
6: there's nothing wrong with the toilet, Ma. Just a rubber stopper needs to be replaced.
7: How much is it going to cost me?
6: Just a few cents, Dad. Don't worry about it. I'll just get down to the hardware store and get a new...
2: Uh, Dave, uh, do you have a second? What, Mary? Can I talk to you for a second?
6: Uh, sure. Excuse me. Uh, what?
2: Your parents did not make anything for Thanksgiving dinner.
6: What are you talking about? Ma told us to bring the turkey and they'll do the rest.
2: Well, they didn't. And my impression is they want us to make the rest of the food, too.
6: No, you misunderstood.
2: I did not misunderstand, David. Your mother asked me where the rest of the dinner was.
6: I'll clear this up. <clears throat> uh, ma do you need help with tomorrow's dinner help yeah i mean you know
7: do you want us to warm up the side dishes
1: why would you want to warm dishes up for i didn't buy any
7: food you- You didn't buy... Your mother didn't feel like cooking Thanksgiving this year. And you couldn't tell this to us on the phone before we left? What difference would it make? Well,
6: you could have come to our home for dinner, or at least we could have gone shopping earlier than the day before a holiday.
7: Don't get snippy with me, son. Your mother made a list. A list? Yes, here. It's a mile long. Well, she is particular. But is she going to make these recipes?
1: No,
2: I'm not feeling
1: up to it. You and Mary will follow my recipes.
2: Oh, my lord. Mary?
6: Mary, it will be fine.
2: I'm not a good cook, Dave.
6: I'll cook. Look, let's just start shopping.
2: For what? The toilet or the list from hell? What is a rutabaga?
7: It's a root. Let's go. I'll drive. My car's bigger. Okay, I got the part for the toilet.
6: So it's off to the food store. Is there something I should know about Ma, Dad?
7: What are you talking about?
6: I mean, Mom not wanting to food shop, cook.
7: No, she just didn't feel like it.
2: It's just unusual in Mom. We're
7: not getting any younger, son.
2: Wait, you just passed the Piggly Wiggly.
7: No, your mother-in-law only likes shopping at Whole Foods.
6: That's way across town. With all this holiday traffic, it's going to take an hour to get there.
7: That's what your mother likes. Mm -mm. Mary, stop kicking me. It's only an hour all these cars. It'd be impossible to get a spot in this lot. You two Park. I'll go out and get a head start on your mother's list.
2: Dave, why are you stopping? There are hundreds of drivers behind us trying to get a spot.
7: Dad took the keys.
2: How can he take the keys?
6: Car's a remote starter. Keys aren't in the car, it won't move.
2: I can't believe this is happening. I'll try to find your father in Whole Foods. I hate your family oh i found him all right right between the cranberry and the stuffing i threw dave the keys he parked the car we spent the next five and a half hours shopping arriving back at ten thirty that night to my in-laws place dave ended up paying for the groceries because his good old dad forgot to bring his wallet Dave fixed the toilet, but we were too exhausted to cook that night. The next morning, Dave and I got up early and tried to find bowls, pots, and additional spices in my mother-in-law's kitchen. Thank goodness Dave is a good cook. He managed to get the food done with a little of my help by four-thirty. We all ate in a mildly cordial way. After Dave and I cleaned up, we watched Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving with the folks. The next day, we drove home. I vowed never again to spend the holidays with his family again.
6: Honey, parents are on the phone wanting to know what we're doing for Christmas.
3: Ah!
1: Love songs come in different shapes and forms. This next song is a love song I wrote to my first cousin, whom I loved and still love very much. You will always be in our hearts. This is a song I wish I would not have been inspired to write. It's called Why Didn't You Say? Bird. Years ago, my parents, bless their hearts, decided to go on a trip. It was a nice break for them and for us. My husband and I were thrilled when they announced the news.
0: We're going on a trip.
1: Yes, for three weeks. Wow, that's wonderful.
0: Yes. What are you so thrilled about? Nothing, nothing. So where are you going? Yes, where are you going? To Spain, Austria, and Hungary. Your mother wanted to go to Hungary. Hungary's nice. Eh, you seen one church, you seen em all. Nice. We
1: have a favor
0: to ask you, dear.
1: Yes, mother, we will take care of the house. No, dear, that's not it. I want you to take care of Perry. Your parakeet? Oh, sure, mom. I'll come over and feed him.
0: No, you're not going to feed that thing here. You're taking it back to your house.
1: Yes, what he means, dear, is Perry needs to be around family.
0: No, I mean that thing is filthy. No, he's not 50.
1: He's only three. He just would be lonely all day long. So we brought Perry home to our house. Now, don't get me wrong, I like animals, but... Taking care of pets is a responsibility, especially other people's pets. Eight days in and all was well, I took care of Perry like a boss. Oh, Perry, I found some diet biscuits for you. Perry want a cracker? I saw Perry laying down in his cage. Never saw him do that before. He must have had a stressful day. So I went about my business in the kitchen.
0: Honey, what's wrong with Perry? Nothing. He's resting. On the bottom of his cage? Isn't that a little bit weird? It never
1: occurred to me that birds sleep on their perch, that they don't lay down on the floor of their cage. What? I I never had a bird when I was growing up. Well, that little SOB decided to drop dead on my watch. I panicked. What should we do? Bury it. I can't bury it. Mother would want to be at the burial. Really? You know, Mother, she would want to write a eulogy and everything. I can't take that platform away from her. But
0: what will we do with a dead bird for two more weeks? Put it in the freezer. In the freezer? Yes!
1: Where are the Ziplocs? So for two weeks, Perry remained in the freezer in between the frozen turkey breast and the frozen carnival pistachio ice cream. When the parents came back from their trip, I did not expect their reaction.
2: Oh, you!
0: Why would I
1: want to see a frozen dead bird?
0: Only an idiot would think of something like that.
1: I'm sorry. I thought the burial for your special family member would be important. It's only a bird, for God's sake. She's such an idiot. So my husband and I decided we would bury poor Perry the parakeet the next day. In the morning, we got up early and were ready to dig his grave when Howard looked out the window. Uh, honey, did you
0: look outside? No, what's wrong?
1: And there it was, over a foot of snow. Apparently, we had a blizzard overnight. Perry remained in our freezer for the next four months, right in between the frozen turkey breast and the frozen carnival pistachio ice cream, since no one wanted to open the freezer that snowy, harsh winter. In the spring, we buried Perry and bought a new side-by-side refrigerator. We never did eat that turkey.
7: 911, what's your emergency?
1: I'd like to
6: report a fight.
7: Are you in immediate danger?
6: No, uh, I'm safe.
7: Describe your circumstance, sir.
6: Well, about two weeks ago, we all agreed that I would host Thanksgiving this year. Uh huh. Well, my sister's husband had to work, and she didn't feel like packing up all the kids and traveling here by herself.
7: You're calling because your sister couldn't make it for dinner?
6: No, I'm I'm calling about the fight.
7: Continue, but please get to the point.
6: Right. So my Uncle Lenny, who always complains that he never gets a drumstick, thinks he's going to get one this year because my sister's husband isn't coming. Excuse me? Yeah, right. He's not even close to being next in line to get one. Besides, those things only come two to a bird, you know. I'm sorry, sir. Don't be. Dad always gets one. And because I'm hosting this year, I should get the other one.
7: Sir... We can't continue.
6: I know, it's a no brainer, right? So, just to save the peace, I give up my drumstick to Uncle Lenny. But now my dad is all mad at me and he's like, That's your leg, damn it. And then he. Sir,
7: he's, sir! You can't call 911 to complain about your dinner problems.
6: I'm not, I'm calling about the fight.
7: What about the fight?
6: Well, Dad and Uncle Lenny are fighting over which football game to watch, and there's only one TV. He said to watch the Giants.
1: You're the One is one of the first songs I had ever written. Until the jingles for my show, I had no idea I had any talent for music writing. I guess when I listen to my heart, I hear music. I sang You're the One to my husband on our wedding day in June of 2015.
3: Were times I died from a broken heart When I thought we'd never be What I knew was true My days of past Was pulled out from under me I was hurt and torn For I knew you were The one and part of me But your strength prevailed All the deadly signs And here stand with me You're the one meant for me you're the one I love through your strength you lifted me through your heart you made me see now entwined our souls can be together you and me we are friends and always be never to depart though we thought our world had gone Though we thought our life was done You and I have carried on through love Our hearts are one Through despair we went our separate ways Through the darkness we were thrown Never knowing if we would be the same To our fate of the unknown But now here we are as our hearts are one Through the waves earth rise ashore We're together now, walking hand in hand Knowing now we're not alone You're the one who's meant for me You're the one I love Through your strength, you lifted me. Through your heart, you made me see. Now entwined, our souls can be together. You and me.
1: Well, folks, that's all for today's show of KB Cabaret. I want to thank you, our wonderful audience, for tuning in. KB Cabaret could not exist without you. I would also like to thank our hardworking actors and writers, Kate Murray, Judy McMahon, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, and Bill Murray. And I'd like to thank our hardworking sound engineer, Charles Berman, and his assistant, Valentine Monfuega. My musical engineer, Dave Rice, and a special shout-out to Christina Danella, my former music engineer who is now working on Broadway. KB Cabaret is always looking for original musicians and writers. Inquire at kbcabaret.com. And sponsors, we have a special page just for you at kbcabaret.com. Just go on to the sponsors link and hook up. In Parlor City, there are no goodbyes, only farewells. Until next time, this is Bree Harvey. Have a Calabaloo type of day.
3: Thank you for coming, coming to stay a while. Thank you for coming to spend some time. We love to have you and share our policy. Come back again now to KB Cabaret.